I have a plan. That's for if things get really hard. Dance off, bro. Me and you. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know how this machine worked. There we go. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Game Store Guardians. You're irregularly now kind of on a regular schedule podcast. Uh, I'm Will. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ben. <laughs> I knew you were going to put the spice on it this time. I had that feeling. I don't know what you're talking about. That's just his normal intro. <laughs> that's how I, how I normally seems, introduce myself. And nothing seems weird at all, actually. No, that's, that's fine. Um, it's on brand. Yes, and we are we are currently deep into qualifying season, even though we're like, what, a month in? Somewhere in that neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, we're, we yeah, have the first, hard. well, we have the second person in the U.S. qualified for LVO with, with uh, Art snagging his a couple weeks ago. Yep. So, yeah, it's, uh, it is upon us, and we have another one coming up. But we will talk about that shortly, because we're also going to talk about the, since we, this comes out on the day of the next X-Men wave, so we will be talking about the cards that are going to be in the box, and we're going to just touch on Shadow King a little bit because his card was officially revealed. Um, hopefully you guys all have your models today or tomorrow. So maybe some people got them early. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, let's talk about that. So on the Professional Casual stream, they were actually showing off the cards in the boxes because they had their box from AMG early. And Bishop has a banger card. For, uh, well, X-Force has a banger card. Bishop has an okay card just because it comes with the Gambit tax. <laughs> but uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the cards that were in the boxes? There is one card in that box. I am mad because Why? there's only one card in that box. <laughs> I was so excited for Mutant Trader because I just want a reason to play Gambit. And I was like, oh, so now I have to play Bishop and Gambit? No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, to be fair... It is one of those active action cards which are now starting to show up. And the attack itself, pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean you you know Gambit's bad when Simon, when he was playing X-Men, would find any excuse to play any affiliated X-Men. Like, he would make anything work or have any excuse of why X-Character can be fielded, mm-hmm. but then he would just never play Gambit. Like, he, he would play, like, nine affiliated X-Men in Voodoo, and have a good rationale for everyone. And then Gambit's like, no, Gam- Gambit doesn't exist. I know. And I hate it because Gambit is like legit one of my favorite X-Men. Yeah, I mean, I think we, I, I, I can hear so very clearly that original cartoons Gambit in my head. Is right? I'm not looking forward to the new series because that voice actor won't be there. Hmm. I'm a little scared as to who's going to play him. I think he'll be fine. I, I will say that uh, I, I've gone down in history at, as being the only person at LVO to, to play Gambit on the actual field. So, so quick, <laughs> quick funny story about that, Ben, is last year at LVO, I was looking through all the lists of the Brotherhood players to like get ideas, and I saw yours, and I saw that you had Gambit, and I was like, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't need to pay attention to this guy. And lo and behold, <laughs> he'd be the number one Brotherhood player for a period of time. But bam, yeah, there, you know, egg, just, on, we, egg on my face. I know. Uh, let's just run Gambit. Just uh, clearly how you do it. Success of all Magneto players is Gambit. There you go. You know what? You know what the biggest thing that makes me sad about the Mutant Trader card is, though. 
The fact that it says during Gambit's activation, which means we're probably only ever getting one version of Gambit, because it does say an allied Lucas Bishop, not just Bishop. I don't doubt that means much of anything. Yeah, I don't I don't really put that too much into play. I mean, I know that they probably put like a lot of it into play, but mm-hmm. I don't take that as we're only getting one Gambit. I take that more as we just want to lock this into this Gambit and... That way, we don't. It's, it's one less thing to worry about when we make a new one, if they make a new one. Maybe. But I think we're f- like, I just don't think Gambit's on the list of, of characters to get a second model for. I think, yeah. if, if anything, we're looking for an errata. And I'm yeah. not saying he needs one. I mean, his, his play I'm is very bad, but like, they, they have <laughs> also come, they, they've come on stream when they were announcing the last errata and said, like, we, we are comfortable having some characters just be not, like, just not be great. And it, we care more about their kit functioning, sure. and the, the ones that they've reworked kind of it was it was kind of a, a fundamental flaw in their kit, which they saw afterwards. Some of it was power creep, sure, but like like they said, like Colossus is like a, I mean, with a small like small moves, medium base is just like or small uh, yeah, small move, medium base just yeah. like just didn't cut it for him. And then we were just like, and you know, maybe we we want him charging in there with this medium move, so we'll give him the the taunt versus the bodyguard or something, you know, like those kind of changes. And sure. There are some number changes. Like they gave a core box Spider-Man one extra health, oh, yeah. but I think they're, they're mainly looking at the characters that just might've hit the mark flavor wise, but didn't quite hit the mark functional wise. Once they got the table or in the grand scheme of things, as more models got released. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I'm looking at. And, and if you look at Gambit's card, like he mostly does the things that you would expect Gambit to do. True. Other no, than he, maybe a steal. No, 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 no. He should have a steal. That's what I... He's like a master thief. He should be stealing things. I should be at the table making like comments with Cajun accents, be like, ha-ha. Somewhere a Keebler got his wings. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. that's that's fair. That's well, fair. How did that, that, that is, go again? That is the biggest miss, I think. <laughs> is the steal. Uh, the, steal <laughs> the steal and the stealth. But he did get a stealth card. So that's where I kind of give them like a little bit of a... Yeah. A break on. And then the card is good. It's just that you have to play Gambit. But the card itself is good. Yeah, the card's kind of a banger. But speaking of a banger card, X-Force. Yeah, I, I think I was talking about this with Rob on the way either up or down from Ben's. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about what we would change with Gambit. And I would like either um, the Accelerated Charge to go down to two dice, kind of like what they did with Storm. Or... Um, or, or something with like a little something extra, either staying at one cost, but changing a blank to a wild instead of a hit. That way you're like net positive in terms of power um, mm-hmm. or or making it a zero cost ability and changing it from a hit to a wild. Uh, with, with Xavier coming out, I hope they leave it as one and make it from a blank to a wild. But like just some small things like that could, could, um, could really help him. The problem is like the only time I've ever been able to put this guy on the table and do the things that his card is supposed to do is under Magneto when I was feeding him power mm-hmm. and and that power could have been used better anywhere else, but I was purposely feeding him just because I wanted to get th- the stuff off. I think but, the only time I used him was I used him in Modoc criminals for a hot minute just to yeah. test him out. And I mean, he was okay. The, the problem is to do his like big scary combo is seven power. This guy's not going to always have seven power. And then if you do it with seven power, you don't have that one to change it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's a beam, so you'd like one to change. Like, essentially, you need 10 power if you're hitting three guys to be able to accelerate charge, 
your beam and then have one for each character or each attack to maybe change a hit to a wild to get that those two successes so it's just like it doesn't work to the point where like you're just better off double accelerating charging a kinetic ace mm-hmm. and then spreading it that way especially if there was only two people you were going to hit with the beam anyway accelerate charge one kinetic ace and then accelerate charge another kinetic ace and at least if that second one pops off like you're getting power back it just makes sense to do it so the 52 card pickup is just becomes a trap sure. which a lot of spenders are but it just it just doesn't work right with him so there needs to be something done with the the actual power of the uh, cost of his superpowers in my opinion yeah i agree with that but the steel is a good shout yeah i was uh, hoping mutant trader was going to be a steel card to be honest with you but yeah, there's actually three cards in this box because there is a reprint of Children of the Atom, which whatever it's a reprint, but the art's cool. But, Do we know if the set changed the symbol on that? By the way, I'm kind uh, of I'm, I'm starting to be interested in that stuff again. Uh, I kind of just ignored the set symbols for a while, but someone brought up the other day that like because uh, I forget what card it was, but someone was talking about oh this card should be rotated out, and they were like yeah, but what goes along with that? I'll tell you, you right now. Hold on one second because I have the cards in my hand. So. Um, okay, there it's the uh, the X Men symbol on the bottom, but it's like the newer, the Krakoa X. The Krakoa one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think that they could obviously just turn around and just ban cards or like single out rotated cards. Um, they've done that too, but I am starting to look at the set mm-hmm. symbols just to see what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the other card in the box is a new X Force card, Preserve the Dream, which it's a banger card. I'm actually going to read it, and then we can talk about it. Um, X-Force Reactive, when an enemy character targets an allied character with an attack, if it has a higher threat value than the allied character, any number of allied characters may spend one power to play this card. Characters that spent one power to play this card immediately advance toward the attacking enemy character. It is Winter Rush and Avengers Assemble and Call the Pack wrapped in one card, but it's better than Call the Pack, because Call the Pack was Weapon X only, and this is everybody. Yeah, I think it incentivizes you, like it rewards people for playing Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do you have Honey Badger in your tent? I do. She's she's on the table almost every time. Yeah, I, I think like if you're playing Honey Badger, that card like stocks are up really high, and mm-hmm. like I think it's I don't want to say staple to Honey Badger, but I feel like it's a really you're heavily incentivized to play it because she is going to taunt at least once in a game, mm-hmm. and then that gives you a bunch of movement. This and is also like, okay. I would say out of activation movement is like some of the best things you can be doing in the game, right? Yeah. So I, I think it's probably always in your tent. Mm-hmm. And it's also a good right now anti kaiju card because if you have a bunch of threes and fours and here comes like a six or seven threat coming in to attack one of them, you can pop it off of there too. I used yeah, it I on could, a Malekith last night. Yeah, I was gonna say that I could imagine into Rap's Malekith being able to move even just moving one character into a position to be able to double tap and throw like if you can move cable so that he gets a double tap and a throw mm-hmm. that, that's i don't know that i think that's probably worth a card if you're already bringing cat and mouse to have one character move range two at the start of the game having another card that can be one to three models moving is yep. it short it's a short like, move, i don't yeah. know that, that that to me sounds like if cat and mouse is something you're bringing every game then then that other card is worth being in your five for sure and like like you said moving in on one or two people like he attacked i believe psylocke last night and i used it on ultron and domino which 
pay dividends the next round when he he's like, oh yeah, what sucker do? I just sucked nine power off of Malachi. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, what? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I just I just think with with the current lists that I'm seeing for X Force, you you have a lot of dominoes. Uh, some some honey badgers, but I think this this does help with the honey badger. Mm-hmm. But a lot of X twenty threes, you know, um, Deadpool's in there. Like you have these three threats where you know people are. It's like the the year of the four, right? There's gonna be a fourth threat attacking your three threat at one point. Yeah. And I mean, it, at this point, if you can even turn this card into one or two vic- victory points just by like a, an out of uh, activation movement to like score last secure or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's enough. Yeah. Um, that's, that's well worth being in your five. And I just think, I think that like, it just puts a, a lot of mental tax on your opponent. Uh, and I'm a big fan of those cards. Sure. Ben thoughts on the card. I, I think you guys have, have, have named it. Well, like I said, I, I think any of those out of active uh, activation mobility is just, really good for an affiliation and x-force needed it so it's cool yeah. x-force saw x-men's dream card and they were like wait right. hold on we <laughs> wait, got what if, can we what do if, this <laughs> what if we got a dream card as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah love to see it so other cards yep. that came um in the iceman and Shadowcat box we have untapped potential which is a pretty pretty cool card actually um, basically it allows Emma, wait, if Iceman's activation, Emma plays the card, but during the activation, superpowers and attacks used by Iceman can spend power from either Iceman or Emma and attacks made by Iceman, this activation add one to their attack rolls. Additionally, he can use his superpowers as many times as he has power for, for that, for that turn. I mean, it's a pre- and there's no range requirement on it, so it's a pretty cool card. It's a shame that Iceman is really terrible, but not terrible. <laughs> yeah, debatable. And yeah, I'm kind of with Ben on. I don't know if Iceman's terrible. He's just not in the first 18 to 25 models I would reach for for X Men <laughs> list personally, which yeah, is I mean, a shame because he's top model. Like the model's gorgeous. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be the problem with Iceman is like some threes you see. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but there's some threes you see that are um, they see some play. Like I'll take Magic actually. Magic sees some plays in some defenders lists, in some convocation lists, because she keep she helps keep affiliation, and she's a low cost threat, and mm-hmm. uh, she's like the best convocation has to offer. And defenders sometimes you need a Mystic Attack at three, sure. Um, that's why she makes those lists. You're not looking for that in X-Men. They have so many threes to choose from. Yeah. That, that it's just so much competition. Whereas like almost every other 10 man roster, you're like, but what do I use for the four slot? Because those slots are so heavily contested in X-Men. It's like, if you're not like top of the line three, like borderline three and a half or, um, or just like, you know, like a solid, solid three, you're not really going to see light of like uh, the light of the day unless there's some strategy you can build directly around that. And right now, X-Men don't have that. That's why uh, I honestly think you'll see X-Men. And I don't think you'll see them a bunch, but I think you'll see Iceman more under ASM's leadership in Web Warriors. 
yeah. if there's somebody that really wants to maximize that, I think that's where he'll see more play than X-Men. I don't think it's going to be a ton, but I think that's where he'll see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that anytime you're going to see Iceman be played, especially in a competitive atmosphere, uh, it's with ASM, you know, um, or just what, you know, I mean, you can kind of generalize that to, to web warriors. Um, but I, I think that's, um, I think that's the only time he sees the field. Um, you know, he's a neat character, but yeah, I just, I think he is legitimately a fun, uh, game night character, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really like, there's characters that aren't that good or, you know, aren't best in class, but like you look at them and you're like, I could bring this to an event and feel okay. Uh, like I, I brought, I put Wanda in my tent, uh, the other night and like Wanda is not a character you see often in a competitive list, but like I felt that there was a reason to bring her and the situation didn't come up. I just don't think Iceman adds anything to what X-Men specifically wants to be doing. And I, and we had this conversation already, so I guess we don't have to dive too deep into it, but uh, I, I, did you guys even like pay that much attention to the card? Because I feel like I was hearing it for the first time with Will just explaining it. Because I cared so little once I found out it was an Iceman card. Well, it's an Iceman card, but what I think... I think you guys are right. I don't think it's going to see play in X-Men. I think it will see play in Hellfire. Because I think if you have Iceman... Especially with like a traditional quote-unquote Hellfire list, where you have some big guys around there that you want that movement ability... If you pop this card, you can have Iceman scooting around your big bases range two with his uh, ice slide. So I feel like that might be a place for him. I currently am testing out a Hellfire Web Warriors roster that he's in. So I've had one game with it so far and it it went well. But um, I think that might be something because right now Hellfire is kind of built into that one type of list. But maybe there's other options and maybe... Throwing Iceman and a bunch of Steelers and long movers and things like that might be another route for them. So I think this might get some play in Hellfire. And the crowd goes silent. You know, what? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think you're crazy. I think you're yeah, crazy. It's, uh, I think I think you're reaching at that point. I, <laughs> I honestly like. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if um, on a three cost model you would ever get a Beam Five. But I have a feeling like the reason why it's a beam four is just because this card's out there, right? And it, it almost holds him back in that regard. Um, because then your beam five would be going to a beam six. But maybe you, when you mean the, you mean the amount of dice on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. Um, beam th- beam, the range is three, and it would be four to five instead of going five to six. And um, you know, I was thinking if you know there was a way that you could have the the five dice going but i just feel like um even playing this card and throwing three five dice beam or two two five dice beams from him like say that, that you're spending both your actions on that is just still not really enough well couldn't you just bring smash which is way more useful and then like it, you get similar value out of a size two oh no he's size two right so he can't smash yeah, but which still adds one die. So like you're adding a card that someone else on the team could use that's getting similar output for Iceman, but more utility for the list overall. You know, I, I don't know. I just have a hard time. I think that it could be 
like a super fun thing. Like yeah. it's something I might do on a Tuesday, but yeah, it just it just feels like kind of awkward to you because like, and then there's the part where you can use your superpowers multiple times and doesn't really factor in with ice slide because I, I mean, unless you're double moving with him to move two guys up and spending four power, like that seems a little weird because uh, then you're not getting the attack portion of it. Like there's no way to really capitalize on both unless you're doing a double freeze and fade, mm-hmm. but um. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you're just already lined up for the beam if you're if you're planning on using this card. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. But it just it doesn't quite feel right. And I also don't see a ton of Emma outside Hellfire Club, and I don't think I spend's going to fit in Hellfire Club. So to have I've, both of them is just like a little weird. It's clunky. That's what that's what I'll say. It's clunky. I I figured it out. Iceman Dormammu. Boom. There you go. Oh, actually, that might be kind of fun. <laughs> I spend Dormammu, Emma. Let's rock it. Let's do it. Huh. What is that? Boom. It's, fifth, it's 15, right? Yeah, know, boom. No, we'll seven, it seven, it's 14. All right, you bring Iceman, Dormammu, Emma. I'll bring Thanos, Zemo, and Red Skull. And let's play yeah. that out of 15 and see how it goes. Should, should, uh, <laughs> fair and balance. Fair and balance. We got it. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> All right, whatever, guys. <laughs> I'm just trying to have some fun out here. Um, I mean, we, we all agree, we all agree that it's a fun card. It's just, yeah. It it for me, I was a little upset because I was like, well, maybe, you know, there's a card out there. I think I said it when we were looking going over Iceman. There's a card out there that has Iceman on it, and maybe that's his saving grace, right? Um, yeah. Maybe that's something along the lines of a pyrotechnics, which I mean, pyro doesn't need the pyrotechnics to be good, but. Um, you know, just just something that would like save him for for being an X Men character. Because right now, I see him more as a Web Warriors, despite him not being affiliated. But that that's what had me a little disappointed. Is I yeah. thought this would be something to save him, and it, it's not really. It's still a fun card, though. So I have a question for you guys, because I see a lot of negativity online about the three boxes as a whole, and I think a part of that is they showed the characters a, a freaking year ago. And then we built in our heads all this possibilities of what we were going to see. And then the characters, some of them didn't live up. So for me, I'm still excited for the package of the three of them because I think Kurt and Kitty are so good, potentially so good, that it still adds a lot of value to X-Men and Xavier's Dream is awesome. So I'm still excited for the boxes as a whole. But I do, I'm not really interested in Xavier as a character. Bishop is some people are are big on him um shadow king is another one that is like debated on on the quality there how do you feel just about the six models as a whole and what amg did here like did it did they deliver with these three boxes for you guys or does it like were you a little let down now that we've seen all of the cards and all the characters as a as a like a holistic approach the only thing I'm let down by is we still don't have Angel. Like, let me build a team of the original, the OG five, please. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think like these characters are something that needed to come. Uh, an X Men affiliation without Iceman, without Kitty, without Nightcrawler. Um, I, to be honest with you, I was like neither here nor there whether Professor X was going to be a model or not. I thought he would be, but like I could see him not just because he doesn't always see the most combat. But um, like these are characters that needed to come to the game and i think that's where everyone like the excitement came from and they're functional characters i don't think 
that there's any of them aside from maybe Shadow King that like completely bombed to the point where it's like I might not even build this character. Well, we're gonna you have know? very different takes when we start talking about Shadow King. Then speaking <laughs> of, we might as well start talking about him since his, he was the last card to be revealed from the uh, okay. from the new set. So, what do you guys think of him? I personally think he uh, think he might be a real good Spider Foe. I'm going to go last and let Jeff and Ben okay. say their piece, and then I'll explain why they're wrong. I'm just assuming ben, ben is down on him, but I'll let you guys go. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I'm not sold on him as a five threat is what it, what it comes down to. Um, but I think he's a medium base, small move, which, um, you know, we've known to have some, some range issues, and I I just I'm not convinced that he's going to generate enough power to do what he needs to do, to do what he wants to do, to to be that five threat. Um, he almost comes off to me as more of a OG Doctor Strange, where when he's flush with power, there's so much he can do, and it, it feels almost oppressive. Where it's like, oh, you get two dice, you get two dice. Oh, I'll heal you, no problem. Uh, you know, I'll push you. I'll activate you. Like, there's just so much you can do, but I just, I'm, I'm worried that this character's not going to get um, enough power to do the things that he wants to do. And when it does, like, there's still dice rolls involved. You know, what, what, like, what happens when you spend four power, uh, you know, roll your three dice and, and then, like, they just blank out on you or something like that? Like, it's just, I feel like there's way too much downside to where you're going to, we're going to um, feel about this character. The only thing I will say that um, I'm interested in is the Astral Fiend. It's like the Astral Ring for Convocation, mm -hmm. which I've always wanted to explore more about. Uh, just now, a lot, a lot of Convocation uh, people are talking in the Discord about re-exploring it, and Schmid's uh, shout-outs to him just put out a YouTube video about it and everything, and like that's got me excited. And his Astral Fiend works very similarly to Astral, Astral Ring, so... Um, that's something I'm looking forward to, but it's still, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it is. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm just, that's the main thing I'm worried about is his power generation. So uh, if you can find a way to get him the power that he needs, then I think he could, he could be up there. But uh, as is just his card in a vacuum, I'm a little down on him as for a five threat. Ben, are you a hater? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't love Shadow King. Um, I... For me, I, I think it's like a, a, a pretty significant fluff miss. Um, I, I don't I personally can't think of a comic of why he's in the in the Brotherhood. I don't know if they've explained that or um, but um, he's not a mutant. Shadow King is like a demon. <laughs> right. So um, I also thought it was really interesting. Um Fluff miss where like I think it would have been interesting to see like a uh, like a voodoo possession uh, on him because that's his whole thing is he mm -hmm. hops around from host to host right and possesses people so I I you know I mean I don't love the voodoo mechanic but at the same time I think it would have been an interesting piece it would have made sense for for Shadow King more more than voodoo in my opinion but. Um, and in a world where you have, like, Scarlet Witch, why do you bring Shadow King? Um, 
like, yeah, Shadow, you know, um, Scarlet Witch struggles with mobility, but she just does more in the Brotherhood of Mutants <laughs> than Shadow King does, um, at least in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't super love it. I think there's some cute stuff that you can do with him. Um, whether or not it is, you know, Jeff, to your to your point, you know. Um, at the level of five threat, I, that's kind of where I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's cute. I don't know if it's, like, super good, you know, but um, that's where I'm at. So, all right, Mike, so, rede- redeem us. Well, hold sure. on. Before Mike starts ranting, um, okay. I did just look oh, yeah, it up. I, I did just look it up. He was a member of Dakin's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, consisting of Sabretooth, Mystique, Skinless Man, and Blob. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, it feels like... <laughs> In a plot to like attack X-Force. That feels like it's one of those comic runs that no one gave a crap about. Probably. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. Like, well, especially can... the two leaders that we have for the Brotherhood of Mutants are no way affiliated with Dakin at all. Like, Yeah. Dak, yeah. Isn't Dakin a multiverse? Uh, uh, Dakin's yeah. a Wolverine's son, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah he's Wolverine's yeah, son. Like, yeah, but I thought he's Wolverine's son in another universe. Like he's not the six one six. Maybe uh, I don't think so. I I definitely read his origin story and just don't remember because comics are stupid. And I've read <laughs> thousands and thousands of them over the years. I will fight but you. And I also, I, I love it. I love it. I love that they're stupid. That's like half the fun. <laughs> like Omega Red is just a vampire now because why not? No, yeah, he's a vampire now. Yeah, <laughs> And also, his bottle is dope as hell, and I can't wait to paint it. I will, so, yes, I will. Yeah, that's important. Before, yeah, before Mike, before you, you go nuts, um, I will, I will say, I do think of the, all of the models. I think it goes Iced Man, Shadow King. Yeah, is my two favorites. Um, I, I really like Shadow King's model, so I, I will be lovingly encouraging my wife to build and paint those things. So. <laughs> Because uh, I get to play with them. <laughs> I mean, you guys ask a lot of good questions. Is Shadow King realistically a Brotherhood of Mutants member? No. Does Shadow King solve any of the problems that I have? Also, no. <laughs> Would Shadow King have helped me beat Liam in the cuts? Probably not. We don't know for sure, but probably not. Does Shadow King have trouble generating power? Is he slow? These are all valid questions. However, he can move two characters a turn, theoretically, which is oftentimes essentially a stagger. You move somebody short, it's not that different from staggering somebody. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it can be. He is a strong... He can also hand out roots. So if you're rooting someone and pushing them away, that's pretty nasty. A lot of people are down on the token, and it's because they are bad game designers. If the token didn't cost an action, that would be broken and stupid. Yeah. So the people that think it shouldn't be an action are exactly the kind of people that should not be designing games. The token going down is kind of like, I view it as like a modified charge or a hit and run. right? Like Maybe with Cyclops, you move up, you shoot, and you move back. Or Bullseye, right? How many of us have moved with Bullseye to, to take a shot with the hit and run to move back to where he was? So it's not that different. Now, it's not ideal, your five threat, spending an action to take one shot. But at least he can shoot from relative safety 
rather than being in the mix. You know, but if you're playing him under Magneto, you do get to funnel him power, and you do get to give him magnetic refraction. If you're playing him under Mystique, you can leverage her token drop so that he doesn't have to sit on a back point. He can sit, you know, in like a weird position where he can affect more of the board with that range three, and you're not losing. Uh, you don't need him to sit on a point. You can put him in, in a unique position to affect a few different places, especially with that token. Like it's going to give him crazy threat range. So if you're if you're threatening a root and uh, potential movement every round, that's pretty good. And then if I'm not mistaken, his token drop. If you move within range of that, you can trigger his like fake tricks and traps, right? Yeah, but he would have needed seven power to have pulled that off. Or 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 maybe five, and then got two for his attack or something. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to do it every round, but it, it, there's situations where you will have that power. Well, the, the but the other thing is the character could just attack your token, deal well, one they, damage they to you, and the token's attacker. gone. They have to be a mystic attacker to attack it. Or counter proposal: I just take pyro and root everybody. <laughs> yeah, they could. Uh, I mean. Yeah, they could for, they a three, could. for a three threat. <laughs> for, for a three threat. Yeah. Like, if I move him up under Magneto towards the middle of the board, I can double tap or I can even drop that token down. Like, at, like I attack one person, move them away, potentially drop that token down so that if that person tries to get back into the fight or tries to get to a certain position, I can do my tricks and tracks. I, I don't know. I think there's like a lot of one off plays you can do with him that are effective that are not. Like, he's not a rote character that every turn you're going to have the obvious activation. That's what makes him interesting to me. The fact that his only rolling three dice, you say, oh, I roll three dice, I spend all this power, that's bad. Your opponent, if they're thinking about doing a charge or moving into range of Shadow King to do something, they're still weighing their options as to whether they want to gamble that. And I, I don't know how... I forget the math. I think it's like... 50 something percent chance for you to get the damage through it's more, right. than, that. It's more than that uh, oh wait no it's it's only crits and wilds yeah i think it's like 58 percent chance i think i saw but i'm not sure i, I i'm quoting somebody else's numbers uh i mean you got 30 33 percent chance to hit a crit and like 36 to hit a wild or something so i guess yeah i can see it being somewhere around 40 45 percent i think it's higher than that it, it, might, also, it might be. It might be. I'm, I'm just kind of doing napkin math over here. Yeah, I think it's also obvious that we're not. <laughs> no, neither of us are sure, but uh, someone else out there, I'm sure, is yelling at us that there's uh, the number is like well established. But either way, like it, you know, someone has to take a gamble going into him, mm-hmm. and that's putting a mental tax on them. Like realistically, do I think he's that great? Probably not. I think he could be really good in certain shells as a sometimes piece. And maybe you don't want that for your five threat. But for me, I think that there's enough on his card that are worth trying that I want to put him on the table. Either in Brotherhood, or he might be really sick in some other shells where you're doing a lot of movement stuff, a lot of jank of displacing characters, uh, maybe feeding him power. I I don't know. I think there's there's something there, though, that's worth exploring. And I don't think he should be poo-pooed immediately. Like Iceman. He's not Iceman bad. I mean, sure. Uh, I'm just letting you know you sound a lot like Will right now. And if I want to move oh, man, characters, we did, we I'm did, taking we Ebony did. Maw. And if I want to root characters, I'm taking Pyro and just calling it a day. Uh, just, why, why not both? 
I mean, what? sure, you can try and take both. I just, I feel like what's going to happen is you're going to be like, ooh, I'm going to set up this Astral Fiend token and set up this Nightmare Visions, uh, you know, mind game for my opponents to deal with. And they're just going to be like, oh, you don't have four power? Yeah, I'll move. Sure. Uh, I'm going to gloat so hard in April when I win our local with Shadow King on the table. And then I'm going to come on the Ooh. cast and be like, Jeff, once again, I've been proven right. <laughs> Through my my well, strong okay, well, gameplay. Well, what, what if I just what if I just hit you with the uh, with the with the classic mic comeback of how does this character help you against Thanos? Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, the other nine characters I bring will help me against Thanos. <laughs> I, I actually want to try him out in uh, Spider Foes. I think that might be kind of fun to put him in Spider Foes. Move people into like the tricks and traps and things like that. He could be interesting. I'm not saying he could be good. I personally, I think he's an okay looking character. I don't, I actually don't feel either way about him. Like I'm pretty neutral on Shadow King. I just think he might be fun in Spider Foes. If Will says he's not sure about a character, that's as much of a thumbs down as you could possibly <laughs> get on a character. This guy loves everybody. I try. Yeah, I think. Mike, you said it well. He's not Iceman bad, so I, you know, I'll try him out in a couple places and see. You know, like Iceman um, or the Shadow King. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I will say well, if you feed him power us. with if you feed him power with Magneto, then I think you got a shot. But yeah. if um, you know, if he's not in an affiliation that can feed him power, then I'm a little weary. I, I did have the thought as like a 19, Magneto, Shadow King, Juggernaut. And like a Heimdall that can move those guys around and offer rerolls to like guarantee, quote, guarantee Shadow King can push damage through to be able to get the movement. I, I don't know how good that is, but it's something I'd like to try putting on the table and just seeing how it feels. I think it could be fun. Yeah. I mean, you won't know until you try, right? Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that's the, the joy of the game is I mean, a lot of, you know, I mean, none of us have put them on the field yet, right? So well, a lot of this is just conjecture. So, yeah. All I'm saying is I had my first time not hitting a hit, a hit trigger on Daredevil this past weekend. And it's like a 75% chance to hit. So anything below that, I'm just not trusting anymore. <laughs> well, it wasn't spend, against if me. I spend, so well, yeah, it definitely wasn't against you, Ben. If I have to spend four power for something to maybe maybe work, I'm a little weary. Yeah. yeah. Even well. if it is somewhere around 60%. Well, speaking of this weekend, three out of four of us did go to the art store last weekend up in Syracuse. Um, Tim from Professional Casual was hosting an LVO qualifier up there. So to the frigid north we went, um, Ben is used to that. When I left my yeah. parents' house, at, it was 38 degrees at 530 in the morning. When I got to Syracuse, it was 17. So I don't think that's how temperature is supposed to work as it gets later in the day. But, um, yeah, Jeff, Ben, and I went up there, and we had, we had a good time, along with uh, Noah and Rob. And, was it, oh, Art was supposed to go, but he didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. And Jen, Jen as well. Yes, and Alyssa. Yeah, Alyssa, Alyssa, Alyssa was there, but the yes, other, uh, the other two didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Alyssa had a pretty nice day, actually. She was she yeah, she did. She did. It was a fun time. It was a real fun time. I got to play Ben for the first time. We, round one, get matched up with Ben. So. Yeah, it was ding ding. Let's do it. Yeah, and yeah. I already I already knew going up against Ben my first time, I was not gonna win. 
But we had a great game. <laughs> <laughs> and he saw the power, he saw the power of Deadpool. <laughs> Look, uh, I was not a happy camper when Deadpool was just like, what if I just almost one shot your your ghost rider? Just with a bang bang. <laughs> While I was in cover, I was in cover. I was fine. You shouldn't kill me with that attack. I'm just watching, going, Oop. oh, I guess I'm dead. All right, thanks, Will. <laughs> thanks, Will. And he's just giggling over here. <laughs> just giggling. Yeah, but that's all the power of my dice. Oh, that was like, oh, I don't even know how I. Escape. I, I had a pretty crazy siege turn. I think that was you the, did. the siege turn. Uh, and and so I kept rolling me. crits and you kept pinging me with Ghost Rider because I kept forgetting about That it. was true. Yeah, that Ghost Rider was like, screw you, Will. Ba-bam. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love this incredibly uh, in, inside baseball conversation the two of you are having that some of us have some insight into, do you want to let us know what affiliations you guys brought and mention that it was an affiliation battle? Oh yeah, it was. It was an affiliation no, battle. LVO no, qualifier. <laughs> so um, I brought X Force, full affiliation X Force plus Winter Soldier. No bishop. How did you guys feel going into a LVO qualifier that was an affiliation battle? I know it. Yeah, like does that seem odd to you that it was an affiliation battle rather than a regular standard tournament? A little. Especially because uh, they allowed I, Hellfire. <laughs> we'll get to that. And Dormammu. And um, I, I personally think it's okay. Um, I think there's something to say about, you know, a player's flexibility. You know, just being, um, being able to choose an affiliation that you feel like you can do well with um, and not have all of the tools of the trade. Um, now, like I said, my biggest gripe um, was, you know, the allowance of Dormammu and Hellfire. I, don't, I think that was, I think that defeats the purpose of why I like affiliation battles. Um, but um, at the same time, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But I, I had a lot. I love affiliation battle formats. Period. Uh, and the fact that you know it was. Uh, um, an LVO qualifier, I think, just allowed us to make sure that we were going to have um, a good crowd. So I think it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it definitely felt odd, but um, you know, it is what it is. I don't think it's uh, necessarily wrong. And and I will shout out to the reason why Hellfire and Dormammu were allowed is because those are the Adepticon rules. So that helps me understand that a little bit better because mm-hmm. otherwise I'd be like, this doesn't feel right at all. Yeah. But um, knowing that they were the Adepticon rules and that's what you're going with because it feels a little bit more official because it's AMG. You know what? Uh, I'll take it. Um, although I think that AMG allows it because they don't want to exclude models, which makes sense for their business. But um, I, don't, I don't think it's the most competitive ruling. I respect that they're going with a major con uh, rule set yeah. and as far as um, qualifying with something that's different than the LVO format I don't think it's that that much that like that much of a change uh, affiliation battles do matter quite a bit and like some people splash more models than others but no none of our tournaments really match the LVO um, format because they do 
you know, three three games a day with like a bunch of time in between. So it just it just it just feels a little different. I think there's always going to be little different changes, and that's okay. Well, I think too the like the because I saw some people online being surprised that it was a affiliation battle qualifier, but the the kind of irony or coincidence I don't know what the right phrase is for this, but everybody, nearly everybody who plays in the affiliation battle at LVO is qualified because it's on the Friday during the LCQ. Mm-hmm. So there's like kind of like a little synergy there where it's like you play this affiliation battle so that you're freed up to play the affiliation battle at LVO. Although none, mm-hmm. none of us played in the affiliation battle at LVO. We played scrambles, but we could have if we wanted uh, to. Dembois did. Dembois played in the affiliation battle. Well, Mike Dembois is not on this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. so, yeah. when, you, yeah. when you said us, I just assumed Pork Girl Protocol. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I, fair. All right, so Ben and I quick recapped our game, but Jeff, you played Kane in your first round, correct? Yeah, I played Kane in my first round. It was actually... Um, Super close game. Uh, Sam Avengers. We got uh, Researcher and Scoundrels. Uh, I'm trying to remember if he had another leadership in there, but I was fairly... He had. He definitely had Steve in there, because I played okay, him he did. also. Okay, yeah, um, yeah but I, once I saw Scoundrels, I was like, okay, I'm probably going to get um, Sam. I was expecting Iron Man, because uh, he also had Helios Laser in there. And so I kept it at 15. I felt like um, I could just control the middle and maybe score out one or two one or twice like once or twice on the outsides and just keep up with that with like daredevil either on the on an outside or in the middle and still like baton hooking someone off of a point late um you know i had a decent amount of displacement he had a decent amount of displacement uh it went really close um i I ended up making a pretty fatal or could have been fatal mistake um that that almost cost me i didn't remember about um, Luke being within two of my Hulk. And so uh, he Helios lasered my Hulk. I was going to live on one. I recalled it. Ended up living on two, I think. And then so like I got my activation with Hulk, uh, luckily. Because there was another Iron Man attack off the back of it, but Hulk was able to block it. And so then I decided to try and take out his Hulk. And I went to double spender into him and throw something at him for the extra damage forgetting that I in my head I'd already planned on my turn I was supposed to throw Luke away and so I spender his Hulk I think I Whoops. threw something into him and then I go to be like okay I'm gonna like I think at this point he his Hulk had four damage left and I was like all right I'm gonna spender you again when I'm like you know throwing tons of dice I don't even remember if I had used my leadership trigger on the first one and then he's like okay too dangerous to ignore and I was like oh no and Noah was watching the game at the time, and he probably saw the, like the the color drain from my face. I was just like, I just threw this game. I, I just gave him a chance to, to attack me with a powered up Hulk, and luckily, um, the dice didn't go his way, and I was able to, not quite live that turn, but like not lose on that turn, and then I kind of just woke up and, uh, and got like a, a really good Daredevil spender and then that was kind of it nice. so um yeah dice bailed me out a little bit there at the end because i did i did make that mistake um for sure but other than that it was a pretty pretty close game um yeah researcher scoundrel at 15 nice and then um round two once again it was pork roll on pork roll violence as jeff and ben <laughs> were paired up in round two 
Yeah, I thought I was walking home that night. <laughs> uh, look, I'm uh, what a what a game. Um, well, we decided to eat some pizza first. Um, you know to to just you know set the playing field. Uh, you know it was it was a good game. Um, what was our, I'm trying to remember our secure neck extracts. De- de- uh, uh, demons and hammers, I believe. Yeah, demon hammers. That sounds right. And uh, so I knew I was gonna uh, I was gonna bring a mortal, um, and I felt pretty confident that a mortal was gonna be able to kind of um, keep me in the game. You know, uh, I knew that you have to come fight me. I brought Black Cat that game because I figured you're gonna bring ASM, so Black Cat can threaten ASM just following him around and. Uh, with a potential steal, then you have to turn back and fight me. It's it's a whole thing. Uh, and I and Jeff and I talked about this game for. I mean, you know, we talked about it on the way home. We talked about it, you know, after the game. Um, I don't think either of us really made any minute tactical misplays. Um, maybe there's a question of I blew sleep, Siege of Darkness a little bit early. Um, but I was pretty confident that, uh, blade, uh, I hit it on turn two and I was confident that blade and immortal Hulk needed to do what they could do. Um, and I don't think I've seen a mortal Hulk roll as poorly, um, as, as that one did. Um, and that just happens. Um, I think I positioned him well. Uh, you brought Luke cage. Uh, I was able to bait out heroes, uh, that siege turn, turn two, right? If I remember correctly. Um, and um, it was, um, yeah, it, it was it was a really interesting game. Um, I don't want to say, because yeah, um, Jeff played great, um, and I think sometimes, you know, oh, Dice bailed him out. Like, I don't think that at all. Um, I think it's important to say that Jeff played really great, and I think I did, played great, great as well. Um, my immortal Hulk took eight damage from a daredevil crackback. (laughs) (laughs) Ow, (laughs) you know, uh, you don't expect that type of stuff to happen. I knew I was going to take a crackback, but I, uh, actually was hoping to do that because I think immortal Hulk started that turn with like three powers. Like, dude, hit me. I'm like, I want more power and oh, I I did debate it because I wasn't sure. I was like, Ooh, this could give him something nasty. But then I was like, I got a hammer. I'm going for it, you know? Yeah, yeah he's got a hammer. It's six dice into four, right? Like, uh, I should, like, take a damage or two. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, here's eight. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, stuff like that happens sometimes. Um, so um, I s- was able to stick in for a while. Um, but, yeah, just Jeff was able to to run away with it toward the end. And, um, you know, 11 to, to, to 13 was, was the end, end of the score. And, uh, yeah, oh, it was, it was a great game. Great. Game. Jeff, yeah. what, do you, what do you think? No, I agree. Um, I think, I think we, like, like you said, we talked about it to, uh, to great lengths and yeah, I don't even think it was a misplay. I think it was just you trading siege for heroes for hire. And, and to be fair, you, uh, and then the subsequent siege attack did um, end up dazing Luke. So I traded heroes and my healthy side of my Luke for your siege, which 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take that trade. But um, you know, like I, th- I don't think it's a misplay. I think there was another one later in the game where you went to go spender with Blade into Ghost Rider to try and take him out, and and I was oh, able yeah, to. Yeah. I was able to too dangerous to ignore that, but I'm not sure. Like at that point, you were just playing to your outs, so I don't really know how much of a misplay that was. Um, but that was like the only thing where where it might have been like, oh, that's not how I drew that up. But um, yeah, it really just came down to uh, great tactics, and and then my dice just showed up a little bit more than yours, and I was converting off of rerolls and probably like half my crits, and then witty banter was just amazing. Uh, yeah. Any time yeah, you did manage to get a wild on on his immortal Hulk, like he would be like, "Oh, well, uh, I only got two successes, but at least I got a wild here." I'd be like, man, well, what do you, what do you banter that? And you know, <laughs> yeah. it's this is gone. So, I mean, that's just kind of the strength of ASM into into immortal Hulk, who to feel like a seven threat really relies on his triggers, and he gets them quite a bit. But when you have somebody actively making you reroll the one that you get, it's like you almost need to get two wilds. With Immortal Hulk to uh, to really get that throw in, and that just took away so much of Ben's firepower to the point where I was able to then um, to start to build up a, a value lead that was just too hard to go overcome. But it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it really wasn't down to mistakes. It was just down to both of us playing to the kind of limits of our characters, and then the dice just came up in my favor. Gotcha. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a good one. Yeah, it was, it was really good tactically. I was, uh, I wish, I wish that game was on stream. I wish I could replay it. I just, it was my first time really playing Ghost Rider as well. Uh, I was like, oh, demons! Yeah, this is the time to play them, and uh, it worked out for me. Nice. So unfortunately, we are one on one now, which I don't love. No, yep, I don't love and I am waiting. I am waiting for June. I'm just gonna avoid you till then for it to fall <laughs> off on Long Shanks, so then I could prove on Long Shanks that I'm just undefeated against you. <laughs> Because that's how I've decided to treat MCP after a year has passed. I too forget about that game. <laughs> nice. Um, Love to see it. And then my round two was again Anthony M. Another. There's a lot of defenders at the art store. I think there's three different defenders teams. Um, with X Force versus defenders, we played Spider Infected and Deadly Meteors at 17 threat. And I don't think he was able to flip a Deadly Meteor until round three. I'm pretty sure I had all the meteors most of that game and three of the spider infected. So it was one of those games where the dice just were not working for him and I was just knocking his people out left and right. It was a good, it was a fun game. It was a good game. Um, I did, I believe, knock out his daredevil as early as possible with uh, Psylocke because guess what? Blind guy can still get attacked in his brain. And not get martial artists. So I wound up winning that game sixteen to seven. So, Got him. Yeah, that, that was that Very game. Nice. Um, round three is where I believe things started getting a little a little spicy. Um, I'll start because I won against Kane, who I think Jeff, you played him. Ben, you didn't wind up playing Kane, right? No, I did not. Okay, so. Played against Kane. He was using Steve Avengers, which is why I knew he had the second leadership uh, versus X Force. Um, it was a, a tight game till it started getting away from him because by the end of round one, I had ten damage on his Hulk. We played on alien ship and scoundrels, and 
<laughs> yeah, by the end of round one, he started like retreating with his Hulk towards uh, Psylocke and Domino. And once I once I got rid of Hulk, it was kind of downhill from there. But um, it was it was a good game up until he started getting a little flustered. I kind of felt bad because I could tell he was getting frustrated. But um, I played against Kane a couple times. I think he's beaten me both previous times we played. He's an excellent player. But uh, yeah, that day it was just uh, I wound up winning nineteen to twelve on that game, and it was. It was a good, like I said, it was a good game. I think the alien core kind of bit him in the butt once on Hulk, which put like Hulk at like eighteen, and then I just was able to just clean up. But uh, yeah, like so, Hulk in the X Force is kind of rough. Like white attrition just kind of eats up Hulks usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not a fan of, of bringing him into those those matchups. And I'm I'm finding that out because um our our last tournament we had at the store I murdered an immortal Hulk like relatively quickly. Like the rerolls they gave Cable really did a lot for him versus like the big guys. So um yeah, they, like I like to say, X Force like going big game hunting. So uh yeah, that was my uh my round three. So you guys wanna head up next. Yeah, so I I played uh Roland and uh Roland and, and Kane are both from uh, Albany. Uh, mm-hmm. great looks a great crew out there. Roland uh, is a great shield player, um, and uh, I've, I've, it feels like every tournament that I go to that Roland's there, we, we play each other, uh, so it's always a good game. Um, but as I was telling uh, Jeff uh, and a couple other folks at, at dinner, um, my Immortal Hulk um, just vowed to never fail me ever like that again uh, <laughs> after every game, and uh, every time I rolled dice with Immortal Hulk, something evaporated uh it was just just missed uh and uh, we we played um montesi sword base uh and he like i flipped every contested sword base he i think only succeeded in like one or two throughout the game um nick fury was off of the table at the end of uh at the end of round two so um it, it's just, uh, it was it was rough. It was rough. He got a little uh, a little too close and didn't realize how far uh, Immortal Hulk can can move up the field by, you know, hopping the one below all on turn one. Um, so it's, it's Midnight Suns and then the one below all uh, w- with a single move, and then he's just like, oh, you got an Immortal Hulk in your face. Uh, I'm gonna punch you. Flip this thing. Yeah, it was it was rough. Um, so. So I mean it was it was a great game. Um Roland is a is a wonderful person. Um and he was a, a great sportsman um while his his models were just getting evaporated. So um anyway, I ended up winning 19, 19-8 that game. And then there was Jeff. Yes. In <laughs> round three. Freaking yeah. Jeff. Um that one was that one was unfortunate. I got I got done with my game with Ben. Uh, we, we were yapping it up for a bit, uh, talking about the game, and then I had to go to the bathroom, and so I went to the bathroom, and so Taylor and I got started maybe maybe a little bit past um, where the, when the round started, and um, we we went, and it's important it's important to note uh, just as a note there there was no chess clocks for this event, but um, yeah we we were going back and forth it was mutant madmen and hammers and I kind of 
had ASM on one side with um, with magic and then the other side was like I set up my Wong my uh, my Wolverine um, no matter the cost play on, on a side where he had lizard and uh, green goblin and then uh, you know Daredevil was there to, to kind of cover and so I noticed that he committed rhino to the asm side to try and steal as well as doc ock who's the leadership he was playing the new core box doc ock and um uh, bucky old, old bucky he had there and so once i saw that he had three models on that side and i just had asm and magic i started moving them to the other side kind of early and surrendered that side of the board um, I did lose my hammer for it with the steel, but um, I was able to win the right side of the board quite quite easily from there. And then I, I was able to take off Lizard from the table and just have Green Goblin there, unable to score points because it was a pay-to-flip and, you know, holding hammers. Uh, Wolverine got some nice heals in and some lucky blocks, and while things were looking for him, bad for him early, he he didn't really flip. And then I had a nice play with ASM where I went to go flip the other side of the board. And you can do that with ASM on Mutant Madman by double moving. Uh, I didn't have to flip the one that he was standing on because I already owned that one. And so he double moved over to one that Rhino was standing on. And I tried to flip that. I didn't flip it. And then I web swing in front of Doc Ock and... Bucky, and this was the last activation of the round, and I also didn't flip that one. So I missed two contested flips there. Not the end of the world, but it did end up mattering because without the points that I would have scored from those, we ended up tying at the end of round four or five, and that was the end of the round timer. So we ended up tying 16-16. Um, that, that last round that we played, the, the one after ASM tried to flip, I ended up uh, dazing Bucky and uh, he had dazed magic so and they were kind of in a spot where ASM was able to pick up both of those hammers so I ended that round with the right side of the board completely controlled uh, Green Goblin did nothing really with his activation he tried but um, there was like a sacrifice play into Wong and and some other stuff so uh, he just couldn't score points over there so I had the two points on the right side as well as three hammers in my position at that point. So I think if it goes to another round, I win. But to Taylor's credit, I don't think he used more than 45 minutes that he would have had if the chess clock went. So I think it was just unfortunate that we started a bit late into the round and the round timers were kind of tight because we needed to fit four rounds in. And uh, I went to tie, 16-16. Super, you, super I, fun I, game. I think I heard you blame me because, you, you know, we talked too long, so... So it's not my fault. You had to poo. Yeah, you should really, just hold. It, it, just it hold really it. comes. It really comes down to I, I just. I should have told you to stop yapping. I need to go pee. <laughs> and, and, I and that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Because you know, oh, yeah. those thirty Fall. seconds, maybe we start another round, and I just need one activation to start for us to then score out that round, and I win. Right. So, <laughs> oh, we yeah. solved it. We we cracked the code. But so definitely no hard feelings. It, it sucked at the moment um, tying that round going into it because i was like oh man like i just really feel like i had that game wrapped up and i think taylor would tell you the same thing but 
I, I don't think he took any extra time than he would have been allowed. I think we just started a little bit late and the game got away from us. I think we were just kind of relaxed at that point, you know, go both up 3-0 at that point or 2-0 in, in our, in our round three and like things are going well. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of, you know, and I, and I had never played with him before. So we were, we were, you know, having fun playing and I don't think any of us really realized where the round timer was. And then we come to round four. And I'm going to go last on this one, so you guys can go first. But whoever, whichever one wants to talk uh, next, either. I know there was Pork on Pork Violence again, and then there was Ben who played Evan. So, uh, Yeah, my, my game was, was really easy and short. We didn't finish round three. Um, uh, Evan is um, a great guy. He's uh, local to Syracuse. Um, he... Uh, was running a, a themed dark Asgard cabal. Uh, so only brought six characters to this affiliation uh, battle. So I'm credit to credit to him okay. uh, for sticking sticking the theme. Uh, and he saw that when we drew sword base, uh, he just saw 15, slapped 15, um, and uh, it was Malekith, Scourge, and Ulick. Um, and I brought Blade, Voodoo, and uh, an immortal Hulk. Uh, turn one is Malekith grabs a paranoia, uh, takes a damage. Voodoo walks, bumps, and uh, attacks uh, attacks Malekith and does four damage. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he was not a happy camper about that. Um, turn two, Blade and Immortal Hulk just wreck Ulick and scourge scourge doesn't survive a um a blade and uh blade of, uh builders and spenders i mean it was just it was just rough uh i i removed malekith and scourge at the top of top of three so um with a with a mortal hulk it was just uh so it was, it was just a rough game for yeah. for evan um i don't he's he's not played against um a mortal hulk before uh, so just seeing everything that could happen, um, taking the extra damage from the paranoia, uh, it, I, just a lot of things were going wrong, uh, for him pretty quickly. And, uh, and again, my immortal Hulk was, was, um, trying to make up for his betrayal against, uh, <laughs> against Jeff. So just everything that he touched just exploded. Um, so, uh, so he, we just, we just called it after, um, uh, after I took, you know, he just had, um, a healthy Ulick um, at the end of, or midway through um, round three. So and he wouldn't have, Ulick wouldn't have made it out of the round. So, so we just called it and uh, we spent a lot of time talking afterwards. So it was a great game. Evan's a great guy and uh, appreciate appreciated him a whole bunch. Nice. And Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. I had um, another, another pork roll protocol member in Noah, which um Aside from Mike, I want to say he's like one of the ones I play the least. We just uh, just don't end up running into each other. Um, and he was playing Asgard. Uh, we also played on Sword Base, and it was funny because I think Noah said this was like his either his third or fourth Sword Base game, or at least his third or fourth fifteen. I think he played all games. He played all fifteen. Yeah, yeah he, he played, played all fifteen wow. games, and so he was like, you know what, we're doing fifteen. And at that point. Um, I don't want to say that I, that I, uh, I wasn't trying my best, but I did have 
a 15 that I had been like kind of theory crafting for a while. And I was like, okay, maybe this is the, this is the time to do it. I've already got the tie. Um, I obviously want to get second, but um, maybe, maybe this is the time to try it since I, I, I cannot win the event anymore. And so I went with Hulk, Daredevil and ASM and just three wide on sword. I was fairly confident that he was going to be four wide. So I was a little nervous that I wouldn't get the last activation, but I wanted to be able to um, maybe daze one or two of his characters and then get the last say. And all three of my characters can flip three to four points. Uh, maybe just three. I think I think you need Amen to flip all four. But um, like in one activation, if they're standing on a point, they can flip three points. Um yeah, it, technically, if ASM has enough power, he can do four, and uh, Hulk might be able to as well. Um, so that that was my that was my strategy is to just go in there, try to murder, and then with the last activation of every round, try to run the gauntlet and flip points. <laughs> and um, it it was a bloodbath. It, it's exa exactly what I thought it was going to be, and it was enough for me to know that that strategy is not. Uh, while it worked for me, this game is not a go-to strategy. It was pretty silly of me to think that I could do that. <laughs> uh, I, I did a beat up on Valkyrie pretty early. And then uh, when I went to go, uh, I think I dazed Bill at the top of two at some point, which was a, a pretty strong attack. And then a uh, mission objective, um, whatever he was holding, I think it was uh, it was Hammer's. And he missed an objective that over to uh, to Odin uh, to Heimdall, and then when I went to go take out Heimdall, I got bitten by Odin's blessing. I forgot about that card, and so that kind of left him up. Uh, and then I was I was I was feeling real um, real down on it, and I think I ended up living on my Hulk at like one or two again, and then just waking up and having an insane Hulk turn. Mm -hmm where I like gamble up to the other side and I got a double beam in on Valkyrie, Bill and Heimdall. And I was able to take out Valkyrie off the board, take out Heimdall off the board. I took him out first to get rid of the rerolls. And I left Bill up and had just enough power to throw something. So maybe... Maybe I didn't gamble leap or something along the board. Something something happened where uh, I, was, I was able to. Either either way, I had enough power to um, to throw one thing, and I threw a size two into Bill and took him out, and and that was enough to to take him off the board. Nice. And then from from there, it was just Thor left, and he easily dispatched Hulk. But there was still um, Daredevil and ASM to deal with, and it was just going to be too much. Nice. And you wind up winning that one, nineteen thirteen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the the score could have gone the other way pretty easily just because of the nature of um, hammers and and sword base. That yeah. it was just like a big score at the end. Whoever won the attrition battle that last turn was going to win the game. I think we we were tied twelve twelve going into it. Wow. And nice. then I it's just I ended up with three hammers and all four points because Hulk because Thor had already gone. He was just holding a hammer. Gotcha. And instead of trying to take the hammer from him, I just flipped the points. Makes sense. So, going back to when we started talk, recapping the art store, we're like, it's affiliation battle, Adepticon rules with Dormammu and Hellfire. So, my 
final round was against the Hellfire player, Billy Nichols. Um, this was a full competitive Hellfire list. So <laughs> affiliation battle rules. So I have X-Force, including Sabretooth, who I only use in my game against Ben. Um, versus a full-on competitive Hellfire list, which I believe we play, we will play Alien Ship and Extremist. So already it's Hellfire and a D-Shape. So D-Shapes are not traditionally decent for X-Force. Um, and he brought, I believe, Emma, Toad, Logan, Rhino, and I forget the other model that he brought along with that. Um, and I had Cable, 23, Psylocke, and Deadpool, and Poss- oh, yeah, and Honey Badger, because Honey Badger was harassing, as she as she is wont to do. Um... It was a very, very... We were tied almost the entire game. I I have never seen the Alien Core on both sides blow up six times in one game with two skulls and a wild or two wilds and a skull each time we rolled for it. <laughs> like, it was crazy. and But that softened up Rhino enough that uh, 23 was able to take him out. Um... He overextended Logan a little bit, which made uh, Psylocke and Deadpool just eat up Logan, especially Psylocke. Um, it was very tight going into round four. Like, again, tied, tied. But I took out Toad. I thought I left Toad on one. I forgot on the backside Toad has three, not four, because I'm thinking Honey Badger in my head. Um, I didn't really attack Emma. He went to kill 20... Oh, Miles. That was the other character he had. Because he web-swung over to 23 to try to daze 23 and left her on 1. And that is the mistake of 23. Because it was 23 and Cable on that side. So 23 just destroyed uh, Miles, took his core, and I wound up winning that game 15-14. to 14. It was It was a very, very tight game. Like... I hate when I have those butt-clenchingly tight games. And that's what that one was. Um, so I wound up hitting both of my personal goals I had for the event. I went 3-1. and one, And I came in top 8. So I got LVO points. So I was happy for that. Um, Jeff went 3-0-1. Oh, ben went 3-1. and one, So good showing from three of our podcast hosts for this event. And shout out to Shane. Yes. Shout out to Shane, what the uh, Spider Foes player for winning the whole thing. So he got his uh, qualifier, Shane Smith. And he came out of retirement for for this. We, uh, uh, I was begging him. I was, hey, why don't you come? You know, it's a great time. Play some foes. You'll have a great time. And then all of a sudden, he just beats everybody. You're like, hey, stop that. You know, like, that was fun. <laughs> oh, so you're to blame. I got it. Yeah, I was like, this is supposed to be my event that I I win here. Come on, what is this? <laughs> he was just able to dodge all of us. That's it. That's true. He Shane successfully did dodge every single pork roll player, um, which was uh, there was what six, six of us. Six of us, yeah, yeah. There was six of us. So he he dodged all six of us, uh, which was impressive. But um, I mean, Shane's a great guy. He's a great player, uh, and it was great to see him uh, playing back. And like I said, he also uh, I you know give credit. He also played. Um, uh, the Hellfire list, uh, which is basically, like I said, uh, you, you're playing, he's playing real MCP and you're playing, you know, MCP, uh, you know, with, with your hand tied behind your back. So, 
Um, and shout, shout outs to but, Alyssa for going two and two. Yeah, Alyssa went two and two. She had some fun. Uh, her games were really close, and she she had a lot of fun playing Dormammu, which uh, I told her I said she was part of the problem. But you know, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, she had a lot of fun, and she likes playing Dormammu. So uh, and it's always commiserations good. to Kane, who had to play three of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He played me, he played Will, and he played Alyssa. Well, he's coming yeah. for revenge this week, I think, because we have our qualifier at Red Seal this Saturday. Good, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Kane. I played him a couple times up at Gin Store at the Battle Standard in Connecticut, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a fun player to play against. We we always have tight games. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, uh, that was our fun weekend. Um, this coming Mike Saturday. Missed out. Yes, you did. <laughs> but as long as Mike is not cursed with the plague. He will be there this Saturday for our, our Red Seal uh, <laughs> qualifier. <laughs> the plague of the week. The, the plague of the week. As long, as long as I'm good to go for Saturday, I'll be bringing the Thunder. I, I feel pretty good about the list. I'm benching Magneto and Brotherhood for a while, and we're going to play busted stuff. <laughs> Fair and balanced MCP. You'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I've learned that I can't beat Thanos, so what if I bring my own? You bring a Thanos, <laughs> I'll bring a Thanos. We'll just Thanos each other. The Thanos will find a way to beat you, even if Oh, hundred percent. Historically speaking, it's just this the way it goes. I managed to have just two of the least competitive games on actually I three weeks in a row I think I had some of the most lopsided games on Lucas's channel. The week I played I used Brotherhood and got Senators, I kinda kinda blew that guy up a little bit because he wasn't ready for it, and then I promptly got demolished back-to-back weeks by Curtis and Liam. <laughs> that was that was fun to have everybody watch that. And that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. If you're going to lose, what, what, have everyone watch you lose. <laughs> I expected to lose both of those games by it, but uh, you know, I've enjoyed watching a lot of games, which means that a bunch of people had to lose to provide entertainment for me. So, uh, you know, paint pay, pay it forward, let people have some entertainment, watch me get just blown off the board. <laughs> I do enjoy watching that. Yeah, you got. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you did. Some say it's a hobby of mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if either of you guys saw the game that Jeff was commentating, which was which was cool. I was happy yeah. that Jeff was doing that. I got invited to front row seats. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. I did add a little little uh, flavor to the game by messaging uh, Lucas and Jeff, just all caps. Oof. A couple of times during the game, as Liam would just casually one-shot characters, hmm. or I would roll ten dice and get get no damage through with Juggernaut. Oh, that's Juggernaut. How, that was my favorite. Not even yeah, just all you could say is "oof." Yeah, that's the game we choose to play. It's, that's that's been my motto for a while. It's game we choose to play. And you did make it to cuts through the season, though, yeah. Yes, I have played in the TTS League that twice, that and I have cuts. made cuts both times. Nice. I would like to win a game in cuts next time, so I will probably <laughs> go full try hard. My mm. mistake, my mistake was talking to the Montreal guys, because I was all set to play Emma, and then like I get, I talk to Nick Menard like every day, and uh, Simon, and they're like, oh, you know, play, be be the guy doing the cool stuff that other people aren't doing. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to bring Scarlet Witch, and I'm going to bring this. That was your downfall. They sabotaged you. Be careful you. those Canadians. I, I know. <laughs> they, they, were setting, they were setting me up. 
Well, and, and Vodka Blitz won his game with Claw. I'm like, I can't let him be the only snowflake winning games in the cuts. And I was All like, I'm saying is, I might not have been in the game, but I was a part of the stream. I'm still the curse. I still, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, that's true. I'll take credit for that you one. You were involved in both <laughs> of my cuts losses. I said to myself earlier in the day, I was like, as long as he doesn't get Thanos at 15, I feel okay. I don't want to play into Thanos at all, but if, as long as we don't get 15. And then he pulled out his list, and I was like, you mother effer. And then <laughs> I won Pryo, and I was like, ah, oh, crap, did not want to win Pryo. And I said, all right, Liam, I'm going to pick my secures, I'm going to get scoundrels. As long as I don't pull your researcher, I feel really good. And then, of course, immediately researcher, we just both had a laugh about that. I was like, all right, GG, buddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wrap. Well, what can you do? Liam was an awesome guy to play. Both Curtis and Liam were, were really, really cool people, and I think I think we had a lot of fun in our games, despite uh, you know them being a little a little one sided. Uh, well, the Liam game was just that was really one sided. I think Curtis there was at least it was competitive uh, for part of the game, but I think that's the important thing is uh, make sure to have try to make it as enjoyable as possible for both people, because mm-hmm. I will say that like. The first, when I was first into the game, I wasn't. Oh, I got too wrapped up in winning and losing every game. And actually, Kane, who you guys were speaking of before, last time I played and got really salty was last July. I played him, and I was just tilted from my previous opponent. And I brought that negative energy to my game with him. And he's like such a sweet guy. So I was like, well, I gotta fix the way I play this game and, and bring the right attitude. And, Ever since then, I've practiced this this thing I do where if I if things go poorly or a big dice spike, I just go, oof, not great for me. <laughs> and uh, I just find that's been really helpful. Try to make the game as enjoyable as possible and not detract from someone else's fun. I would like to... So how would you feel if I started saying that for you when we play? <laughs> and I just say, oof, not good for you <laughs> whenever I spike. I, I definitely... Well, we'll get more tilted locally if I play you or Will. Something about... Oh, actually, now that John had a kid, the biggest tilt factor is gone from the shop. Because that guy, <laughs> no matter what happens, I just yell at him. <laughs> uh, I just... I just... Oh, man. No one's... I don't think anyone in my life has ever tilted me the way that he has tilted me in the past just playing a game. I'll never forget the... I mentioned this in our chat just the time that... I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. When I come back, you better have a move ready. And then when he didn't, I just like, I'm moving your models for you. <laughs> I would like to just say, when you play me, I have never heard you once say oof when I get a dice spike. No, I, I, I get, are it. you effing kidding me? <laughs> and then I start yelling about how I'm going to go play Go or chess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think last time I, we were playing, I just started yelling that I was going to play Kingpin. I'm just going to go stand on points, not roll any dice, and yep. then I can't let me down. Exactly. But um, yeah. I do wish I was playing this Saturday because I mean we have a we have a pretty stacked field right now. We have twenty one of twenty two slots open or close or filled up, so we have one slot open as well. I was trying to say, so it it's stacked. We got people coming from all over for this one. We've got Matt Alex that, coming down. We is got, that a four round event or does it have to be five rounds to get it, to a? It's going to be four round because they are doing a Star Wars pre release event after we're done. So win or lose, it's four rounds. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's got to be four rounds. Um, Just because they're doing a pre-release event at 7 o'clock, so we got to be out of there. But it should be a good time. Um, We are using chess clocks for this, but it's going to be 
chess clocks where if you run out of time, basically your characters are just activated and they can roll defense dice. That's it. It's not an auto loss. Um, something I picked up from Brian Watson, who's also coming down for the tournament. Um, we will have prize support for first, second, third, and middleist and last. Also, first place gets to sign the brand new Mjolnir that I bought for our tournaments. I just got it today. Um, but yeah, it should be a good time. It's always a good time when we get like a big group of people to play. Last month, I think we had, what, 16 at our tournament? I want to say at Red Seal. I think we had 16. So, yeah. This is like the, the spot in Jersey right now where everybody goes to. So, it's kind of cool. But there's a ton of shops. I know Rogue State's going to be doing stuff in April. Um, ECG does stuff every month. I think Mythicos has something. So, uh, the East Coast is always flush with tournaments, it seems like. So Ben, you have to make it down to Jersey. Uh, you know, when uh, when it's not 40 mile per hour winds or blizzard, uh, I got you. Okay. Come down to, the to like, go get a house on the beach for the weekend. Come down, play I'm a tournament. Pre- I'm pretty sure, uh, and Jeff knows this, it's about 20 minutes away from my house. So and just if, As long as you're sleeping in, well, this is driving. <laughs> it's only yeah, about 20 minutes. Well, it's about 20 minutes. Yeah, anywhere in Jersey is 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But um, unless you guys have anything else to say, I think we're pretty much done for this week. Uh, just a shout out to, um, I think we're going to have our first event over at Rogue State. Tentative date right now is April 6th. So if anyone's in the uh, Mawa, New Jersey, northern New Jersey, maybe New York area, um, keep a lookout for it. It'll be on Will's calendar as soon as it's official. Yep, and those link, that link will be in the show notes. Anybody else? That's it, I think. All right. Well, happy Merry Mutant Day, since it's the day this is coming out. And I'm Will. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ben. (laughs) And we'll see you next time.